Welcome to Episode 2 of Living with Blindness, a program recorded in the studios of the Youngstown Radio Reading Service, a department of Youngstown Area Goodwill Industries. With me is Mr. Mike Bosella to help introduce our special guest for this Episode 2. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good today, Mike. How about yourself? Very good. It's good to be here you again with you again and our special guest who is Miss Otha May Brazil, known as Miss O in the quarters of the Goodwill Industries building. Hi O, how you doing? I'm fine and I'm fine too to be here with you in this studio and also with Mike Muter twirling the dials for us on uh, what? I guess it's the uh, part two episode of Living with Blindness, as Mike said. Yes. And uh, our goal, of course, as we laid out in the first episode, in which all five of us were here, is that our, our aim and um, our hope is that our discussions about blindness and living with blindness, the, the way we cope with uh, everyday skills, uh, transportation, work, uh, employment, uh, interpersonal relationships, just anything you can think of, how we live and cope independently as much as we can in the real, real world with blindness. So, Otha, we're going to talk about a couple of things today, again, to hear your story, because we did a little bit of it in, in the beginning. But I, I remember one of the things, and we'll touch on this as you go more into it, your history, just in case people missed the first episode mm-hmm. of how you got introduced to, to the Society for the Blind in the mid-'80s. But there's one thing we can comment on now, and uh, I, it really touched me, how when you became a supervisor, you'll, you'll get to how that story evolved. But when you helped someone, it didn't have to be necessarily anyone who was uh, suffering from vision impairment, but we dealt with a lot of uh, disabilities at the Society for the Blind and also here at Youngstown Area Goodwill Industries. Exactly. And how your strength, and you helped people, and when they came to you and sincerely thanked you, for giving them confidence. Would you touch on that first? I think that's a story that has to be heard and how it touched you, and a lot of times you didn't realize how much of an impact you had on people. Right. Um, There were some people coming in for uh, the homeless and some people coming in for uh, that to work for the uh, welfare, and um, some of them never worked in their life, and uh, uh, I had to actually... Uh, show them what to do, demonstrate. And they kept saying, how can you do this? You can't see. I says, well, I've been here for a while, so I know what to do. <laughs> so uh, they uh, worked with with me and my co-workers. And uh, later on, there was one lady, she just came in, and I was sitting at my desk. She said, Miss O, I just want to tell you one thing. And I said, what is that? She said, you know, you motivate me. She said, I feel if you can come to work every day and work, that I can do it. And I appreciate you. She said, you my role model. I mean, that really touched me. And see, you never know in life how you're going to touch somebody's life. You know, just a smile or a hug. Mm -hmm. But in this young lady's case, it was watching me work, coming in, doing my job which motivate her. And uh, she eventually got herself a pretty good job. I'm glad to hear that. And mm-hmm. that, that's, that's really uh, significant to me, that a person that came in and never had dealings with a visually impaired person and saw you, and that motivated her mm-hmm. you know, to do something with her life. Right. So 
you know, that's what we aim to do with our programs. We don't know who we're going to touch. Exactly. Okay? And we may never hear from them, okay, that you or, you know, our partners, Larry and Alex and and Mike Muter and and myself, we don't know if it's going to be any one of us. But if it did, hey, that's what we're aiming for. Right. To touch somebody to say, look, they can do it. And, you know, we we think nothing of it, right, O? I mean, you you know, you came, you you had vision, and it gradually was lost. But it was something you did. You you got up, you go. That's the way you were raised. You do something in life. I was lucky like that, too. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people, they don't get that opportunity coming from a background where, all right, you're blind. All right, you, you can't walk. All right, you know, you can't hear. You're still going to do something. Right. You know, it's your loving family environment that starts it. And that's what we got to get out to parents, maybe of children who are blind or visually impaired, that, you know, don't give up. Come to people who are professionals. That's right. You know, like me and you, we're professionals in living with blindness. Right. I think we have PhDs. I mean, we'll tell you that. <laughs> we'll tell you what we think works for us. But, you know, you may have a way of doing something, oh, and I have a little different, but it both gets done yes. either way we do it, right? It's, it does the job. So whatever they take from us, hey, we're, we're happy to give them, and that's what we want. Uh, it helps give us meaning in life, too, other than having a job and, you know, feeling good about that and right. paying tax. Remember Mike McBride? When he'd always give the annual dinner, he'd talk about how many taxes we paid. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that was, I thought that was important because mm-hmm. a lot of disabled people, they're on the tax rolls. They're taking. Okay. Right. And, you know, rightfully so if they can't work. But we want to get those people off the tax rolls if we can Ex- by inspiration. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And But Mike was proud of that, and it made a lot of sense to me, too. So mm-hmm. that, that's what we're hoping to do and help them. You know, live a meaningful life, have a relationship, you know, man and woman or whatever, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, have a family, have a job, live, a, quote, unquote, as normal of a life as you can. Exactly. Dealing with the barriers we have to deal with. And that's, that's going to be some of the stuff we talk about. Now, let's talk about your transition because, uh, you know, talk about when you came. Was it 86 or 87 you came to the Society for the Blind? Uh, it was in 86. I 86? Uh, yes. Now, I, if I remember correctly, you had pretty good partial vision then. Yes. Yeah. I was working at a doctor's office, and I started having these ruptures in the back of my eye. Mm-hmm. The final dark diagnosis was microgeneration. Yes. And uh, so I just felt uncomfortable working because I figured I would be at risk and risk the doctor's profession as well as the patient's mm. because I was dealing with uh, writing prescriptions and stuff. And uh, so I left there, and I was at home for a while. And like I said, I was talking to my neighbor, and she worked at the Society for the Blind. And I told her I wanted to do something. I was just bored at, at home. I wanted to make something out of myself. Yes. So she su- suggested that I get in touch with a blind society. Of course, uh, I went through BVI, which is an agency that helps the visually impaired. Yes. And they got me in there, did an evaluation on me, uh, learned me some skills on different jobs that they had there on the site. And the uh, the uh, I would say is the manager, uh, a supervisor of the shop, hired me. He said, you, you're a good worker. He said, we want you. So I worked there for a while. And then uh, after six years, 
we were brought over from the Society for the Blind to Goodwill. Goodwill was so good at taking us that they rolled over over a weekend. We stopped working at the Society for the Blind on a Friday. Yes. And we came back to work on Monday, <laughs> working at Goodwill. Everything was set up. Yep. Yeah, that that was a monumental effort, wasn't yes, it? Because it was. the, the nut running machines, the flag line, there was so much yes, equipment yes. to set up. I mean, that was let's give them props, okay? Al right. Slave, Dick Diamond, I think Mike McBride even threw Ed, in Ed Whitaker, Ed Whitaker, Ed Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Jeez, uh, you know that that was just incredible. Like you said, yes. went home on a Friday at three, mm-hmm. come back to work at eight o'clock on a Monday, and right. everything set up. So. I, I mean, it. it the way they done it, it made the uh, my coworkers feel more comfortable because everything was there for them. All they had to do was come in and sit down and start working. Yep. So yep. you know, there it was a great change for us, but we did it. Yep, we did, we did it. it. We all did it, and uh, you know, talk about your progression. Then I'll talk about my journey over here. But I want you to talk about your pro- progression, your knowledge that you learned at the society, because your supervisor didn't come over with you, Stan Sykes. No. So you were in a position, the go-to person, that they were asking you all the time, and you were training a couple of supervisors. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Go tell that story. It's a great story. Okay. Uh, as like I said, we came over and uh, uh, my title was quality control, but um, Goodwill's uh, title was uh, number one worker. So I was getting in that position and I worked with uh, three people that came in through our department and I trained them as supervisors uh, as far as what jobs are done, how is they are processed mm. and uh uh, they worked, and some of them went uh, to other jobs higher up. And I had done this so often that Al Slate and uh, I think it was Kitty Dishman, she was up there then, and Dick mm-hmm. Diamond, mm-hmm. they um, talked to me one day and said, why can't you be supervisor? Since you don't train three people, <laughs> yes. you, you, you can do it. Yeah. You can be a supervisor. I, you know, I was very hesitant. Yeah, my my sight was okay, but uh, there were some things I couldn't do. Yeah, I couldn't drive a Tomo. I would try it, <laughs> but I don't think I would. No, <laughs> I'd make some more doors in the building. There you go. There you go. Been nice in the summer, for right? Steve, right. Right. But not in the winter. Uh. Uh-uh. So. Uh, Eventually, we had a meeting with the group. My coworkers agreed with me, and they encouraged me on. And I was a supervisor, and I brought them through uh, different uh, stages of yep. work. Yep. And we did a good thing. I, I'm proud of what my coworkers done and myself. Uh, you should be, and mm-hmm. you, you did. You did lead them well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we're we're going through different changes now. But let me talk about my journey, and um, I wanted you to share that story about, you know, you trained three supervisors. Then they finally realized, hey, w- you know, we got Miss O here. Let's let's just have her do it, and, and it'll be f- once and done for mm-hmm. good. 
you'll be the supervisor. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, 79, I started working at the uh, radio reading service at the Society for the Blind. I remember a young man, you know, I called Paul Dustman, and, uh, you know, he asked me to come over. He sent me, remember Emmanuel? Uh, he worked around the old society. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah, maybe he was gone by the time he got there. Probably. I'm not sure. I think so. But he came over and got me. He was at the wrong house beeping the horn, and I heard <laughs> it. And I said, well, that's about the time he was supposed to get me. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, now, how is this starting? This guy is sighted, and I'm blind. i got to tell him where I'm at. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty but good. Anyway, yeah, I was a little shaky. Mm-hmm. But I came over, met Paul in person, went down and talked to Jim. They said, well, we'll give you a tryout. And, you know, for a couple weeks, did that. And uh, stayed there till 92, you know, like, like you did, and came over here. I was like chief broadcast technician under Jim Donnan, who was the director, did a great job, worked very, very well with Jim. But when Goodwill, Youngstown Area Goodwill, took over the programs, the shop, the reading service, um, what, some of the other stuff, uh, Loretta Lewis, those, those departments, um, Jim didn't want to come over. Um, you know, he just didn't want to do it. Um, he felt, I don't know what he felt. You know, we could ask him. But uh, Mike McBride came to me and interviewed me and asked me if I wanted the job. And boy, I, I was stunned. I never expected that. <laughs> I, I never, honest to God, I thought, oh boy, he's going to let me go. I know the feeling. Right. You know, you think you're going to let go, and uh-huh. here's the complete opposite. Uh-huh. So I thought about it and I said, sure, sure. You know, so he said, you're on a six month probationary period. And I took the job. Things worked out well. Had to come to a new place. We had to learn mobility, all that, you know, learning curve. But we did it. You know, all of us did it. And uh, it worked out well. And, you know, been here ever since. So that's been 40 years and like 28 years with goodwill. I retired September 1st of 2018. And Mike Mike Buter became the coordinator, which I was very happy about. Um, and, you know, him and um, I think Jim Freeze was our director. Uh, asked if I'd continue in a part-time, and I wanted to, but, you know, I wanted to make sure they would okay it, and Mm -hmm. Mike and and Jim did, and I think Dennis did too. Uh, So I've been working here since then, and then with this training period, the pilot training program we're running, I I got involved more, you know, like four days a week. So I've been excited to do it because um, of the history we have, you, Larry, and, and Alex, you know, give you guys an opportunity to expand your horizons. So I was all on board with that when, when Mike was telling me about it. Mm-hmm. I want to say a little bit about Mike Buter here, too. He, you know, he, he's not visually impaired, but I want to say in 1995, we had an internship program before that, but Mike Muter came over in 1995, an intern from Youngstown State University. I didn't what, know that. Remember that? Mm-hmm. What, a, what a great guy mm-hmm. and just a perfect intern. You know, I, I think all the interns were good. Find something good to say about all of them. I'm, I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, an optimistic, positive person. But anyway, Mike was the best. I mean, he could check off all the categories, okay? He's probably blushing if he's hearing this, but he really <laughs> did, just really took to it. The volunteers, the listeners, just everybody fell in love with him because he's a sincere, caring person. So anyway, after two years, got the opportunity. Mike uh, left a job, and we had an opening here at Youngstown Radio Reading and hired him as a broadcast technician, worked his way up through chief broadcast technician, and worked his way up to the coordinator, which he is now. And I'll tell you what, Otha, uh, a lot of this I've done, but Mike Muter's been right there with me, writing grants, you know, you know, letting me bounce things off him, him bouncing things off me. So I was lucky to yes. have an individual like Mike that just blended right in and um, you know, didn't try to steal the show from me. You, you, you go through all kind of stuff like that. You yes, know what I'm talking do. about. Oh. Yes, you do. That's okay? good. 
this guy's just humble and, and he's brilliant and the success of Youngstown Radio Reading Service, you know, if it's any given to me, equally given to Mr. Mike Muter. So I wanted to say that on this first program. He's probably lost for words. I, uh, I bet you he is. Yeah, yeah, I'm virtually speechless here. I, I can say this for sure. Those are really kind words, Mike. But in 1995, I know I was a work in progress. And, I, and now I know I'm still a work in progress. But thank you. Oh, well, you know, you had Tony Service back then as your chief process. Tony was a great guy. Yeah. You know, learned a lot from Tony, yep. and uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can throw a lot of that uh, back at you, Mike. It, it's been uh, it's been really special all, all this time that I've spent with Goodwill and Radio Reading, and just the number of great people that I, I've had the chance to meet over the years. Um, you and uh, Tony, when I first started, um, all of the employees at Goodwill, all of our volunteers, uh, j- just an unbelievable group of people. They, they, you know, I always say they make it really easy uh, to do what we do. Um, it's, you know, uh, they, they, they run it. They're, they're the lifeblood, uh, the, the volunteers yep. of Radio Reading. And uh, it just, it, it makes our job easy. Yep, it sure does. And I'll tell you what, Mike, uh, this just came to me, too. When we came and started, uh, Mike McBride, he said, you know, do your job. Don't, you know, don't give me any headaches. And, you know, you can <laughs> do it. And that's, we had, you know, carte blanche, so to speak. And, uh, you know, he let us go on his own, and we developed some confidence to run the reading service. Because, again, I point back to Jim Don, you know, good personal friend for 40 years, but Jim did one heck of a job starting the whole thing from scratch. So uh, he laid the groundwork, and we just, you know, built upon it, and uh, now it's turned over to Mike, uh, hopefully for, you know, a good lifespan here or whatever, his working life, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll carry it on that way. So that, that's a special thing, and now we've turned it in. And I, I'm not sure, was it Mark and Dennis that came up with the ideas about these podcasts to help people, you know, Living With Blindness is the name of the program, but we will inspire, I hope, other people with different disabilities. But it was Mark and Dennis that came up with that, wasn't it, Mike? Yes, yes. And uh, as, as both of you mentioned earlier, uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, as you say, you don't know, uh, you know, how many people that you might be able to help but I, I i think this is it, it's a great idea i think that the mark and dennis had for this program I, i'm really excited about w- where we can go with this you know there there's been a lot of changes uh you know a, a lot of good changes uh, for radio reading and how we're going forward with all the new technology and how accessible we are it's a really really exciting time and um let me just say too mike that uh as you mentioned about jim don and uh, and all the hard work Jim did uh, starting Radio Reading from the beginning and everything you've done, Mike, over the years. It really is an honor for me to be coordinator because you know, I think about I'm only the third coordinator since 1976. And uh, I think about all the hard work that uh, you and Jim and, and you know everyone has done to make us what we are. Uh, it, it's, it's an honor. And I... I I take it very seriously, and I, I'm going to do everything I can uh, to take further what has been built up to this point. So, uh, I, I, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's you know, hard to put some of that into words sometimes. Oh, it sure is. You know, let me say one thing before we go. I love this idea, Otha and, I, and Mike, uh, that we're putting this out. This is going to be out on the Internet, this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't know, again, we don't know who's going to hear it or be inspired. But I'm hopeful, and I really believe we're going to inspire people. But this goes all over the world, 
our our little stories, okay, about how we deal and live with blindness, that's yes. going to go throughout the whole world. Anybody can access it in Ukraine or Russia, in, in South Africa, you, you know, I don't know, Nigeria. How about Asia, China? Yes. Yes. I mean, isn't that – that just boggles my mind. It, it humbles me that, you, you know, we're going to – in somebody in the third world, we can inspire to do something great for, you know, who is blind or any type right. of disability. That is really something – it really is. It's a. It's it's amazing with the technology who you can reach and uh, how relatively easy it is too. Uh, yeah. it, it's it, it really is amazing. Yeah, um, yeah and it's uh, it, it's you know you think about how different it was not that long ago. It's amazing the the rate of change and you know who we can potentially reach now. Um, just a really exciting time uh, at at radio reading and goodwill. Um, you know, technology. I mean, all all the things that's. I guess just if if we're talking about radio radio reading specifically, what we've been able to accomplish here in the few recent years, um, with you know, I I think we're we're sounding about as good as we've ever sounded, and uh, we're we're reaching farther than we've ever reached. I mean, it, it's. You know, you can't think about it too much. You get a little, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's almost overwhelming. Right. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, you, you have to confine it to what we do and just, you know, do it as well as we can every day. Because you start to think about it, you might get a big hit. <laughs> In my case, I might. You guys got to keep me grounded. Mm-hmm. Grab my ankles if I start to float away on some kind of ego trip. Okay, that's that's your job, both. You're you're there in the live room with Mike. I'm over. I'm over here. I, I can only do so much with the twirling the dials, as Mike said earlier. That's right. There, it's really pushing bars now. Oh, that's right. Sliding bars. Huh? Yes. Pushing and sliding. That's why we can't use that term anymore. No, exactly. Our our new control board that we got not too long ago. It's uh, yeah. It's yeah. Again, another change. That's right. It was a good one. Yep. And we've done that in the last couple of years. And Mike Muter was spear pointed to a lot of the grants. I, I helped him with them. But, you know, we, we thrashed it out, Otha. But, you know, to get all this equipment. It's it, wonderful. No, yeah. I'm, I'm throwing it back to you, Mike. Ah, that was all you. Ah, come, come on. Come on. We'll take the uh, credit equally. 50-50. That's right. We get near the end of this broadcast, Mike? Well, you know what? We still have about, uh, yeah, we have about three minutes to go. Huh. All right. Well, you know, as I said, we're starting off. We all were the five together in the beginning, oh, uh, and it's you and me now. And then we're going to have uh, Larry second and uh, Alex third. Uh, you know, primarily you three people uh, in order. And then after we air those, we're going to come up with topics. So we'll have to be thinking about individual things, a couple of things per broadcast. You know, traveling. In inclement weather when you're blind, that's always dangerous and scary. you got to be a little bit crazy to step out of your house to go to work. That's right. What, 12 inches of snow, huh? Right. You know, or will the steps be clean? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So we'll be talking about many, many different subjects that we feel will encompass everything we go through, you know, living with blindness. Um, you know, cooking, uh, transportation, as I said again. Um, you know, work environment, interpersonal relationships, you know, things like that. Um, who knows what, what may arise out of this? You, there might be a chat room someday. You, you know, for, I, I'm sure there is now. I'm not aware of any. But chat rooms where you talk about blindness, you know, good, you know, good uh, discussions That's that right. are helpful and positive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That might come out of this. But, yeah, th- that would be the order of things for the time being. Our our debut was all five of us, uh, Mike Muter, you, Larry, Alex, and myself. 
Uh, and then you first, though, Miss O, you were first after the uh, thing. So that, that's a that's an honor to you because uh, you've been here the longest after me. So why not? Besides, uh-huh. I think longer than Larry, right? Larry didn't come to 90 or something, 92 to the old society, right? Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. So anyway, that's what's going to be the order. And uh, if other uh, subjects or, you know, if Mike gets any feedback, I guess, Mike, why don't you give an address or the website? Can they make comments on the website, the Goodwill website? Um, I'm glad you brought that up, Mike. Uh, yes, I do believe you can. But uh, we, we are going to make a point to give our contact information uh, in each episode. We're going to try to remember to do that so uh, to, to make it easy to contact us. But yeah, as Mike said, uh, well, our address, uh, you know, Youngstown Area Goodwill Industries uh, is at 2747 Belmont Avenue in Youngstown, Ohio, and the zip code is 44505. Our direct phone number for the radio reading service is 330-759-0100. And uh, there's also a main number for all of Goodwill Industries here in Youngstown, which is uh, 330-759-7921. Uh, I think that's all the uh, pertinent contact information there. But as, as you said, Mike, we we would love to have um, ideas about you know what we could do on, on future episodes. And uh, if anybody would like to be on as well, we can, uh, you know, we can uh, have people, you know, come on the show over the phone uh, and, you know, talk to people that way. Um, there, you know, again, l- l- a lot of possibilities. It, it, it's really exciting. It's a, I, you know, again, I, I thought it was a great idea uh, with with what Mark and Dennis uh, had come up with with these episodes, and we don't know how far this could go as far as, as we can imagine. It's it's really exciting. It's limitless. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, as far as why don't you get the website? I mean, do you know offhand, Mike, if there's on the website? Um, goodwillyoungstown.org if there's a place to make a comment like if there's a question or a topic we didn't think of dealing with blindness that someone would have and they don't want to call they just want to use the uh, internet to, to leave something yes i i, I can't uh, we, we can give more specifics about that on future okay. episodes okay. but i am pretty sure that there is uh, you know you can contact goodwill uh, th- through the website, as yes. you say, Mike, there's okay. a way to leave like a, a question or a comment, and then you know we will get back to you. So the the Goodwill website is www.goodwillyoungstown.org, um, and yeah, there, there's and all, of course all the contact information is. Uh, on the website as well. Yep, so. Yeah, absolutely. And it's accessible, right, uh, for people who are blind. Exactly. And there's also a link. Uh, you can listen to the radio reading service through yep. the website. Yep. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a radio reading page where you could, uh, you know, it's easy to access us that way. And we're also, um, you know, we're also available on Amazon Alexa. And uh, there's probably more things uh, coming soon as far as uh, more, more accessibility. And, you know, we will keep you updated as uh as we go along. But uh, that, that does wrap up, I guess, this episode. If you two would like to, I guess, say your farewells. But we'll be back uh, soon with another show. Well, ladies first, Miss O. Well, I'm ending it with a good, good word. I'll see you in the future. I ditto that, Mike. Okay, very good. Uh, we will turn off the microphones uh, for both uh, Otha and uh, Mike. I'd like to thank both of them for being on this episode. That does conclude this program. Uh, For Otha May Brazil and Mike Bosella, 
I'm Mike Muter, and thanks for listening to Episode 2 of Living with Blindness.